pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. I'm Steve Curran. I oh, sorry, go on. No, I'm, I pre- think I'm ready. I'm premature. Oh, born ready, Steve. <laughs> uh, and I'm Anne Scantlebury. How's it going? Me? Anybody? I don't know. She <laughs> just sounded so surprised. <laughs> so, uh, so what you're listening to right now is the sound of Anne undressing. That is how no, premature I'm we coat, were. Steve. I'm taking That's off my coat. That's part of undressing. That's that comes first. Different. No, it's not. It's the same. It's the same Steve thing. insists that they that they keep their, their clothes on. Tops off a clock at 7 p.m. on a Monday. We are one life left. We are a video game radio show. Uh, yeah. So slightly hurried intro. Apologies for that, listeners. Um, bumped into Terry Alderton, didn't we? Yeah. Kept you chatting outside. <laughs> we're having a chat. Uh, Terry Alderton. I worked with Terry uh, many years ago on a show called Game Stars. Um, since then, he's hit the big time. He's he's uh, he's been in EastEnders recently, married right. to uh, going out with Bianca. Okay. Oh, brilliant! And he said he'd love to come back on the show. Sorry, come on the show. He's never been on this show. He's been on an ITV show. So yeah, so that's good. We'll get him on. Great news. So, it's worth so you were just doing some business. Just some admin. Yeah. All right. Gonna be yeah. Uh, All right. Excellent. If you had a good week, son. It's been pretty good, yes. Uh, I did my back in on Saturday, so I'm in oh, um, so sorry terrific pain. Yeah, I bent over to pick up a Power Rangers toy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are pretty deadly. Um, yeah, just a, you know, there was a twang. I had to lie down. <laughs> was it like in a cartoon? Yeah. Like a twang. Yeah, it was, yeah. That's what smashed up the Power Ranger. Um, yeah, so I'm in a l- little bit of pain. I'm, I, I may wince. You're in pain as well, Anne, aren't you? I'm actually not in pain, okay. but um, I... Uh, so we're doing the full rundown of injuries yep. on the Team One I've left uh, this week. I burst my eardrum earlier <laughs> this week. How on earth did you do that, Anne? Uh, I have an ear infection, Simon. <laughs> and they... Uh, you know, right. just popped. Wow, that's yeah. actually painful. Actually, like the Anne's eardrum burst after we'd done our. I mean, honestly, that is that was the cause. Like I'd been, uh, so we've been having a brilliant karaoke night. Uh, got back, got into bed, and then blood <laughs> everywhere. Blood on the pillow. The last thing Anne heard was uh, my cover of November Rain. Yeah. how did that go? I, I mean, honestly, be- it was right. Yeah. I had to leave before it's. Uh, oh, when when okay. Did anything? Yeah, well, you'll you have know- to. You, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't spoil it for the people who haven't been to Marioki. Well, yet. I do have one thing that I want to uh, say that happened this time at Marioki. After you left, we discovered the smoke machine. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you. I smoked that room out. Yes, um, and we'll be employing the smoke machine later in December. It's also your birthday as well. It isn't is, it? yes. Oh, happy birthday, yeah. me. Happy birthday, happy you. birthday yeah. Well Thanks. done. Cheers. Get that out of the way yeah, a little bit. Of to hang on, cling on for another year. <laughs> uh, you're always saying happy birthday to me at Mario Kart. Well. Yeah. Thanks very much. It's good. Stay strong, Simon. Um, fortunately, it's, so, Steve, are you, are you okay? 
I'm I'm absolutely think, fine. Are you sure? As far as I know, I'm maybe a bit worried. Mental, maybe it's a mental one. I might go for a checkup tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, fortunately, it's not just us uh, moaning about getting on uh, here in the studio. We'd like to be joined uh, today by Philip Asher from Trendy Entertainment. Hello, Philip. Hey, how, how are you guys doing? Very well. How are you? Good. Good. You've come all the way from Florida to be here tonight. I have all the way from Florida just for tonight. Thanks ever so much. The furthest a guest has travelled. Someone came from Plymouth, didn't they? Yeah, I'm not sure. I yeah. think. Do you, I do think. Look on Google, Google Maps. It. I don't yeah. know. We should I check think it out, shouldn't we? You'll need a jetpack to get to Florida. Okay. You just walk to Plymouth. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Uh, what are you over here doing as well as seeing us? Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm here to show off our new game, Dungeon Defenders 2. Excellent. Cool. We'll chat to you about that in a second. Uh, but we'll start the show as we always do, and that is with Anne's News. It's 7.04 on Monday the 24th of November. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. Valve has issued new rules and guidelines for games on Steam Early Access. The four new guidelines are listed as Don't launch in Early Access if you can't afford to develop with very few or no sales. Make sure you, you, you set expectations properly everywhere you talk about your game. Don't launch in Early Access without a playable game. Don't launch in Early Access if you're done with development. This all follows a number of high-profile problems with Early Access games going wrong and players having to be refunded. These are guidelines, though, aren't they? Yeah. They're not really enforceable, and they all seem Some like common sense things that people are just going to should be already subscribing to. Yeah. Are you? Have you? Um, are you working with Steam at the moment? Uh, we are actually. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Two is going to be on Steam Early Access. Okay. Uh, coincidentally, do any of these affect you? Uh, they actually didn't. They actually uh, came out the day we were putting up the Steam page, and okay. we're like, oh, there are new guidelines. Let's read through them. We're like, oh, perfect. We already beat You weren't everyone. doing anything wrong. Exactly. No, there have been a few, uh, yeah, high-profile failures that um, uh, we've been chatting about over the, over recent weeks. Do we think this will change anything, Anne? I mean, is it enforceable? Is Gabe going to come around and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's going to come round and he's going to have a real strong... <laughs> he's he's going to have a word with you. I strongly advise that you don't do that. Uh, some of them were sort of directly linked to uh, previous incidents with um, other things, which uh, which was it? D- yeah, don't launch in early access if you can't afford to develop with few or no sales. That's, Who was that? Uh, Who was that double fine. At? Was it? Yeah, when they sort of went, oh, I'm not going to make any money off of this. It's a little bit of a, a subtweet, isn't yeah, it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's double fine. What's, not mentioning any names. What's so. the second one? Uh, make sure you set expectations properly everywhere you talk about your game. Okay, oh, actually, sorry, could that be the Daisy? Yeah. What was that one? What was that one that was? Um, oh. day, they said they were like Daisy, but uh, but it turned out not to be. Mm. It was on uh, early access briefly. It must be like. Was it? That's yeah, what that, it's called now. Uh, oh, is it? And is, is it? Is it? Is it still on? Is it back? It's not back on Steam, is it? It is. I was actually just on my phone looking at Steam, and it's on a week long deal. I think. Oh, okay, tempted. Not not at that price. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Anne? Um, don't launch an early access without a playable game. I mean, that's, that's the basics, guys. Yeah, come on. You should, yeah. um, and don't launch an early access if you're done with development. If you just need a few tweaks, uh, don't make that the place where you do so it. So has someone launched an early access without a playable game before? I don't know, presumably. Well, they sort of like specified, you know, if you have, um, ba- basically, if you have sort of a playable demo, but you don't actually have any a- a proper gameplay in there... Don't do that. So prior to this, though, then, we could have said we were doing that's Half-Life 3. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, basically, it comes down to force of personality, <laughs> doesn't it? Just exactly. being able to convince people, and I think we're pretty good at that, okay, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's give it a go. The Office for National Statistics, or the Off-Nat-Stat, as we call it here, has published a report saying the rising costs of video games in the UK has helped make a bump in inflation. The ONS, as some other people call it, pointed to big games being released in the run-up to Christmas and the increase in price of next-generation games being a factor in this. Andy Payne of UK explained, Video games are a huge driver of growth and jobs and continue to make a significant contribution to the overall UK creative industry sector growth. There we go, then. Uh, so games are more expensive now yeah. than they were how long ago? What, what period well, did this cover? last year. Last year. Yeah, they're sort of comparing like for like last year. But that's uh, due to uh, next generation consoles coming out, games for that being more expensive. They were out last year, though. 
Yeah, but they've had more of an impact this year, Simon. There have mm, there been more, more of them, them out. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that how it economics yeah, works? Yeah, if you're averaging them works. out, right? Okay. Like, so more people are buying. How much were games on PS3? Like, like 40 quid, and now yeah. they're 50 quid-ish, or maybe you know, 55 and 45, whatever. So it creeps up a little bit. So are games included in the bag of groceries? Well, yeah, it seems that way. Bag, mm. like, so in your, in your big shopping basket, the things that they're counting... Every, every week, milk, bread, GTA 5. GTA 5 <laughs> and petrol. <laughs> uh, but, but equally, games are getting cheaper, though, aren't they? They obviously don't take into account Steam sales and humble bundles, do they? Hmm. Or... What about digital games? Are they getting more expensive? They are more expensive, aren't they? Like, it wasn't uh, Call of Duty like 70 quid on the Sony store? No, oh, I, sorry, I mean the uh, PSN scale games. Mm. Okay, yeah. Or it's App hard, Store. It's hard to tell yeah. because cause Microsoft's point system confused <laughs> right, things. Exactly. <laughs> well, are they, are they just uh, counting, like, retail, like, go into a shop shops? Not if, like, if, don't go into a shop shop. Yeah, those ones you don't go into. in your pants shop. If yeah. only we had the author of the news piece here to answer that question. I Anne. mean, imagine. And that would be the ideal situation. EA has withdrawn Dragon Age Inquisition from sale in India due to local obscenity laws. It was thought this was down to the option of having same-gender romance in the game, but EA denied that this was the case. The ESRB rating description raised, as it were, quite a lot of sexy stuff in the game, and this may have been why it was pulled. Unfortunately, all that hot-hot action goes beyond biology, meaning One Life Left will not be able to report any further on this story. Was that actually the ESRB's commentary? was like, quite a lot of sexy <laughs> quite, stuff. Quite sexy, guys. guys. quite sexy. Well, I did... Um, they did highlight some um, dialogue in the... Oh, no, no, sorry, this isn't dialogue. Some of it is dialogue. Uh, some but of it just is biology, some, is it? Some <laughs> Look at that. Diagrams. Oh. <laughs> uh, some, some, uh, yeah, I have some of the points that um, the ESRB rating uh, pulled out, and uh, it, like, I don't know if I'm okay with reading this out loud. Okay, well, just bleep, bleep, bleep it. it. Okay. What colour are they? <laughs> a female character briefly depicted in front of a man's torso, it reads, X is implied. X is implied. Wow. Yeah. Push uh, X to X. <laughs> <laughs> Characters depicted topless or with exposed, well, I guess X's. buttocks are biology, whilst lying Circles. in bed or after X. Really? Wow. Yeah. The way your X bounce <laughs> when I pin your arms and... No, I'm not good with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, just so. So, uh, Dragon Age is is it's gone all Witcher, has it? It's what up is the this sexiness. With sexy games. Well, you were complaining there wasn't enough sexy oh, games. Oh, was I? A few, a I should have ago. some continuity. Yeah. Well, this is great. <laughs> it's great that there are more sexy games, isn't it? Isn't it good? I think it's good. Uh, I've not played any of the Dragon Age games. Really? Too sexy. I just assume they're a bit like Hatterfall Boyfriend. Oh, I would totally play that. Except for with with um, dragons, dragons, not, dragons, not pigeons. Mm. Everyone is raving about it, though. Have you uh, played it, Philip? I haven't yet. I love the first one, though. Okay. Uh, Dan Marshall was saying that he uh, was he spent ages uh, putting makeup on his character yet to learn a lot of stuff about blusher. Excellent. <laughs> 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 Best things in life may well be free, but that no longer includes free-to-play games. Following investigations from the Office of Fair Trading, the European Commission and the Federal Trade Commission, Apple has removed the free button from all free-to-play games in the App Store. If you want to purchase one of those titles, which still curiously appear under the free tab, you'll have to hit a button saying Get instead. Google Play similarly removed the word free from its digital marketplace earlier this year. We're totally convinced that Get to Play is going to catch on in a matter of seconds. So this is a semantic story, isn't it? It's, uh, it I, I saw a lot of uh, mobile sites throwing a little bit of a fuss about... Can you throw a fuss? I don't think you can. Say yes. Making a fuss okay. about this sort of thing. You can make a fuss. Uh, early in the week, it. Uh, struck me as interesting. So I'm glad it made the news story. So yeah. does that mean that we need new acronyms? Because we've had FTP. Yes. Yeah, now so we have GTP. <laughs> Why do you think they've done this? Do you think they're, they're, they're worried a, a legal storm it is coming? must be. Must mm. be, surely. Um, is, there, is this what happened with, um, what's his name? John uh, Lyde? Leiden, the, the Sex Pistols man. Is he from Sex Pistols? I'm not very he good with that. Um, <laughs> he, spent, he, he, said that he spent. Exactly. He said that he spent ten thousand pounds on apps, didn't he? Yeah. 
Do you think he was uh, confused by free? <laughs> <laughs> That's always been the strategy, though, that, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think people, plenty of people have said this publicly, that the the game with free-to-play is to make sure your free-to-play game is installed on as many devices as possible, not worry about all the people playing it for free, know that there are enough Lidens, Lidens out there who will pay an obscene amount of money. And, you know, the sort of under-the-table nod-wink thing has been, these people are mentally ill (laughs) and we are taking their money, but it's their choice... And that's always seemed a bit dubious to me. Like that's that's seemed very dubious to me, and um, and I'm not surprised that Google and that Apple are now sort of stepping a little way away from it, so that they're covering themselves. Well, I, f- I feel like there is uh, there is actually quite a reasonable way to do this. That you you know people get the game for free, they play it, and if mm-hmm. they like it, they can they continue to play it. Right. And then that level of investment of time can then be matched with an investment of money as well. Like, it does make sense, but you do have to make it clear that that's what's going So you're going to stop people (laughs) from paying money because they haven't put enough time in? Yes. Yes. No, but, but, you know, if they haven't... um, if they haven't uh, got to the point where you need to start paying, then that's absolutely fine. But what about the people who, who just want to unlock all of the game from the start and just like, yeah, money's no object, so I'm going to put you know 40 quid in this, because that's what I'd spend on a normal game. So I'm going to buy enough tokens in Candy Crush right now uh, to unlock all of the game for me. You're going to stop them. Well, no, but that's where it's interesting, because I would never, ever think of spending £40 <laughs> on an iOS game, mm. ever. Um, but if they could get that out of me because I like the game that much, then... Well done? Mm. Is, am I saying well done? I mean, I think it depends how they get it out of you. That's the real question. Do you th- think that there is some uh, trickery that goes on there? I mean, we're working on a free-to-play title that we have called Ethical Monetization. Just trying to <laughs> avoid some of those strategies. I think that, you know, you can't say you can't make free games. Mm. That's silly. League of Legends is pretty awesome. You uh-huh. buy heroes, you buy content in it uh, that people work on and make. But there are ways to do free-to-play which uh, take advantage of people. And I think that's some of the problem. We do seem to have cleaned up our act a little bit, don't we? I think there are there are certainly fewer, in inverted commas, cynical I think, free-to-play games. I think, uh, and if you talk to Valve, they'll talk about this a lot as well, but uh, if you take advantage of people, you're really making money in the short term at the expense of the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are getting tired of it. And so that's kind of disappearing a little bit more as people come into making free experiences that people want to play and are satisfied with their purchases. They're either getting tired of it or they're getting bankrupt. <laughs> the thing sure. I'm worried about with this, <clears throat> with the recent change in the app stores is that uh, my, um, my next, ne- next game is going to be free. To, free, <laughs> really? free to get. Get to get. Um, but you're going to be able to remove the adverts. And so um, my previous game did not have that option. Um, this one, uh, you're going to be able to pay just a small amount of money, Anne. It's almost nothing. You might as well do it. Cups, two, it's like half a cup of coffee. Um, but if you uh, if you offer things for sale on uh, Android now, you have to you're, they publicly display your address. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So your personal you know. home address? Yeah. That's not... Why? Right? Dunno. I guess if people are furious and <laughs> they've had their adverts removed and they want them back, they'll be able to come around my house and. Uh, you have you to know. act them out. I don't act know. I don't, it's just, yeah, no. It's, um, and there's been a lot of chat about that uh, change in policy recently, obviously, given some of the hostilities that have been going on online. Mm. Um, yeah, no. It's made me think twice. I mean, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be nice to get a visitor every now <laughs> exactly. and then. Anne, what's your address? I'm never telling you. <laughs> Finally, Microsoft isn't happy celebrating its first anniversary with the Xbox One with paper or cotton. Nope. Anyone who bought an Xbox One in its first year of sale will receive a lovingly handcrafted eternity ring set in a personalised wooden presentation box carved with the date of purchase on the lid. Just kidding. They're giving out a load of free games and pictures and subscriptions and stuff. That's nice and everything, but we bet you want the ring now, don't you? Sort of do. Yeah, totally. That's a weird, weird idea. I was quite into it, and I actually thought that Microsoft... I, th- I thought this was... I was bought in. Major Nelson was going to come around. He was going to do a documentary of it, wasn't he? Yeah, he's going to uh, select a few a few uh, key fans of the Xbox One who are early adopters and, right. you know, make it worth their while. So, so that's for anybody that bought it in the, full, in the first year? First year, yeah. So is that still an early adopter? 
No, it doesn't. Well, what considering how long uh, you, the cycle of consoles is expected to be now, talk, say if you're talking about 10 years or something. Right. Uh, in the first year, that's the first tenth of it. Didn't the Call of Duty... <laughs> it's pretty early, right? <laughs> didn't the Call of Duty um, Day Zero um, boxed version last about a week as well? Did it? They were selling stuff that you could... Yeah, so you could. it gave you extra bonuses. You could, you could play, you'd play it for oh, a bit. Right, you'd, still, you'd still buy it. Yeah, strange. Um, yeah, I didn't, we, we seem to be... We're, know, we're not about Microsoft early adopters, are we? No. no as a, we, as well, a radio show. We're still we are Microsoft, please send us a console, people. <laughs> I thought about writing that, writing to them again Did you? this week and saying, guys, we've heard, we've heard the Xbox isn't doing so well. <laughs> I mean, sorry, we're not judging you or anything, but right. we've just heard that, you know, Sony are, Sony are profiting uh, from your lack of, yeah. lack of generosity when it comes to handing out consoles to radio shows. And we're we're not ones to hold grudges. We'd love to, you know. We'd love to. I mean, it isn't as if you if you follow us on Twitter, you'll find that we have got a list called the list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. that's not the case at all, is no, it? No, but, but we've we've not added them. No, yet, yet have we? <laughs> so, no. Reach out, guys. I, well, you know, uh, what what's the worst that that uh, that could happen? Although, hasn't it been doing better recently? Yes, because they, they, they discounted. They put, and they? Yeah, but they, they put a press release out recently, or there was a story recently that said um, that it had been outselling PlayStation 4 for the last three weeks. Right. Oh, brilliant. Three yeah, weeks. Well, well wow. Good, good one, guys. But we're not making fun. I mean, that is good. It is good. It's well done, guys. Good. Unfortunately, we're not able to comment no, on the technical to. merits of the Xbox not, <laughs> at not this point. Yet. Um, apparently, the, uh, there's an Xbox bundle in the Amazon Black Friday sale, hmm. which is starting today. On Monday, that'd be a great thing to review, wouldn't it? Be <laughs> on be next lovely. week's show yeah. in triplicate. Yeah. Anyway, happy Christmas, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a radio show about video games. We also play chip tune music, mostly culled from chipmusic.org. This is Solar Loon and Jetline. Sounds very, very, very 8-bit. Sounds like a soundtrack to a video game. Isn't that what we go for? Not always. Sometimes we mix it up. Is this the first time you've heard it? Uh, No, I listened to it. Okay, right, just checking. I mean, your reaction sounds genuine. (laughs) Well, it is. That's because I'm a professional uh, radio show presenter well Don't in a it. sort of amateurish way. It's good. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so uh, we've done the news section. Later on, we're going to have some amazing new features. Derek Williams is back for the final time. Oh, <laughs> Didn't he no. say that last he time? He sent me another. He sent me an email today, quitting again. No, Derek. We let him back just so that he can quit. <laughs> we do. We do we this do. every we do time. We fall for it every time. And this every time, time it hurts. This time, one life, one life left, it'll be different. I swear. You know? Fingers crossed. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <sighs> Studio's a bit of a mess, isn't it? You notice all the leaves in here? But it's uh, winter, isn't it, Simon? Autumn. Is it? No, it's winter now. It's not winter yet. Oh, is it winter on the 1st? December. 
Christmas break, it says up there. The last day of broadcast, the last underlined <laughs> day of broadcast will be Tuesday the 23rd of December. Oh, I need to book some holiday. I'm off on the 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I'm in One Life Left's final show will be on Monday the 22nd of December. Without Simon. <laughs> Apparently without Scotland. Simon. Uh, so, and without the other Simon as well. Simon, the intern, is here. Say hello, Simon. Hi. How's Hi. it going? Good, 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 good. You good. are, um, as as Anne was saying, you're becoming an integral part of the of the team. I didn't realise that we did so much wrong that we needed external <laughs> help for, but it's becoming apparent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, someone else is part of the team for the next uh, thirty-five minutes. Philip. Hey. Are you enjoying yourself? I am enjoying Thank myself. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Uh, how are you enjoying England? Oh, it's great. Uh, a lot colder than Florida. But nice. Okay. Well, and uh, when when did you get over? Oh, uh, we got over on Saturday. Apparently, this was the first weekend it was raining. Okay, in a long for time that. I've heard. Uh, it's unusual. For, uh, how many other developers are there in Florida? We, we, we don't hear of many. You know, there's a couple. EA has a place in Orlando. Uh, EA Tiburon. There's also Zynga and a couple other studios there. Okay. Well, you're the first one on the show. Welcome. Awesome. <laughs> in all our nine years. So tell us about Trendy Entertainment. Uh, so Trendy Entertainment, we make video games. Uh, we work on a franchise called Dungeon Defenders. We shipped the first one back in 2011 on PC, Xbox 360, and PS3. We did close to 6 million units. Wow. Across that and on mobile too. So. Wow. Yeah. Did, did, uh, that's, um, that sounds like a lot, is it? It was enough for us to grow from about nine people to 50 people. So. Whoa. Crikey. Uh, Mass. Yeah. How many is that? Ed? That's the growth of forty-one. <laughs> what that you... was brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, what are the reasons for its success? Do you think? Uh, I think we came out at a really good time. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what a lot of success means. Uh, but also, it's just a fun game. It's an action tower defense RPG. You can you know your older brother can strategize? You can shoot stuff, and then you guys level up and get cool loot. Okay. Uh, and the sequel then? So that's uh, three years since the original came yep. out, you say? So tell us about that. Uh, about the time in between. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, uh, tell us about the sequel then. So what, um, you took a look at the original games. What, what, what new things are you, are you bringing to the table? So really the whole studio came together and we wanted to know uh, just how can we make this a better experience. And we at first split apart, split apart the core pillars of the game, like action, tower defense, role-playing. And then we brought them back together and we're like, how can we make all of these affect each other? Uh, we made the art style. I can't show you guys over the radio, uh, but we... Can paint a picture with words. I can paint a picture. It's it's like a living painting. Okay. Uh, everything's hand-drawn. All of our... Uh, we have this amazing... Ab- this, is, this is a great story. Uh, we wanted a 2D visual effects style for the game, kind of like a cartoon. And we go, well, how can we do this? No one here at the studio can do this. And we're like... I was actually over our creative director's desk, and he's looking at this guy on DeviantArt, and he's like, we need to be like this guy. And I'm like, well, why don't you call that guy? And so we call that guy. He lives in Russia. He's done all of our visual effects in the whole game. Oh, uh, fantastic. It looks gorgeous. They're all, they're all 2D hand-painted flipbooks. So the game's like a living painting. Uh, it has a ton of loot. We've like amped up the RPG aspect uh, from the first game. All of your loot and stats affect your strategy. So... Imagine this. Imagine plants versus zombies, mm-hmm. except the tons of goblins and orcs, and there are dinosaurs too. You can fight dinosaurs. Excellent. So these these dinosaurs and wyverns, they'll, they'll be coming at you. You place your defenses like a giant cannonball, like a fireball trap. Like uh, there's these things called auras. They're like clouds that hate enemies right. and deal them damage. You place lightning one, and then enemies come up and they die. Cool. Loot is is everything in video games, isn't it? It, it seems it so. Is. Yeah. And increasingly in life, <laughs> I've, no, I've noticed like this, the popularity of, of shows like Storage Wars and things. They're right, all yeah, about yeah, loot, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Just finding, opening yeah. chests, yeah. finding stuff, and, right. and, and and using them to upgrade yeah. your life. We should make a Storage Wars game. Um, is it, does uh, working as uh, on a sequel for a game um, that's had so much success bring different pressures? Oh, it's much harder than working on the original. Right. Uh, you know. One of the difficult things is that everyone has a different perception of why they loved your first game. Okay. And so it's impossible to meet every single one, every single person's perception without making the same game. And that's, you know, boring. Who wants to just make more levels for the same game? So we kind of had to do a lot of research and talk to our community a lot and really figure out which aspects of the game we wanted to evolve and which aspects needed to stay the same. Uh-huh. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs is one of the evolutions. It makes everything better. Wow, hot hot at the moment, aren't they? New Jurassic Park trailer. 
Mm. Have uh, you seen it? Oh, no. wait, did there it was come? a trailer for the uh, trailer. Yeah. I what? saw the trailer for the trailer. It's getting crazy. Um, and you're you're on a press tour at the moment. So you've yep. done the US. How was that? How did it go down there? Uh, it went really well. People surprising. Not I shouldn't say surprisingly, but uh, people really enjoy the game. It's uh-huh. much more accessible than the first one. I remember uh, when we first launched the first one going around. It would take forever to explain to people how to play. But since then, there's been other action tower defense games, and people are familiar with the genre and uh-huh. it's gone really well and how have you found the british press so any difference between showing a game to a u.s journalist you know funny enough i i don't think so okay uh, it's been relatively the same which is a good thing right and you also um you were mentioning before the show uh spoilers uh, you were mentioning um you're involved in the game awards or we, you're doing some stuff at the game we awards. are actually we're going to be participating in the game awards uh it's going to be amazing this year it's yeah. on december 5th uh we will be there, and we have a special announcement. Okay, and you, you're you're not going to tell us that now. I mean, it is no. just us now. So yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. It's a secret. Just, just lean into the mic. Whisper it. Just like, whisper. <laughs> was it um was it a difficult choice to get involved in the game awards because it's the first year for them and it's a, it's a sort of an unknown quantity. I I I guess I. I mean, it's funny, yeah. I was talking to Terry Olston, who I worked with on GameStars, which was an award show on ITV. The first one wasn't uh, particularly good, uh, through no fault of Terry's. Um, but getting everybody to agree to do something whilst giving them all equal weighting without sort of diluting... Yeah, it was I found a very, very tricky thing to do within the games industry. Was it? Did you get a sense of that, that, that Jeff's up to with the Game Awards? Yeah, I mean, you know, Jeff... He really wants to make a great award show, and uh, we were really excited to have the opportunity. We're a smaller studio. This is our second title, and uh, we think it's going to do really well this year, and we think there's a demand for the kind of show that he's trying to put on, Uh and the new ways that they're showing the show, streaming online, and those sorts of things are going to be really interesting, so... We're super excited. I think it'll be a success. Yeah, because um, from the from the partners that he's got, I mean, it seems like everybody's on board. And yeah, are we up for anything? <laughs> <laughs> Should be. I mean, I assume so. I just yeah, haven't I checked so. my yeah, email yeah, in a while. Yeah, well, that's, um, yeah, I think that's why we're why we're not able to do anything on it because yes, it, because it, it, why they haven't asked us. <clears throat> right, answer. So that announcement is on December the fifth. Yep. So can you give any clues? Uh, what color is it? The announcement, yeah, uh, blue. Is it interesting? interesting yeah. uh, you're <laughs> on. You're on early access right now, so we can play the game. So, uh, do, do we not think? yet. December fifth. Okay, so same day as right. the game awards. Okay, so that's when you start on uh, early access. Yep. Uh, you've gone through the check- checklist. All, all, all seems well. And, and how long do you expect to be in early access for? Uh, we have on our Steam page now. We expect to be in early access for at least a year. Okay. So. Great. All right. Well, um, good luck with it. You're going to stick around for the rest of the show. Thank you. Um, what we're we doing now, Steve? Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. Scientists have successfully landed a probe onto an asteroid, but not without issues. Firstly, the Kerbal Space Program tried sending the washing machine-sized object into space, but read the plan incorrectly and actually sent a washing machine onto the rocket. This meant that they had to aim at a different comet and nearly managed it, but someone at Mission Control accidentally pressed Y, so the instant restarted and had to do the whole 10-year mission again from the start. They finally managed to land the probe, but still with a few problems. Their aim was slightly off and they hit the asteroid, which caused it to break into two smaller and faster pieces. When they activated the probe, they found that they had accidentally used an iPhone battery, which meant that it only had minutes of power left. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Lots of letters this week, but only after a little hissy fit we threw on Twitter. Well, uh, yeah, we were trying to kill everybody with kindness initially. That didn't work, <laughs> didn't, so, we, didn't. so we put a threat <laughs> so <we> out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, one is from uh, Edgar, from Edgar Salé-Pierre Lamy. Hey team and lovely super special guests, just listened to Series 10, Episode 7. I thoroughly enjoyed Steve and Simon correcting Anne's less to fewer in uni- unison. <laughs> Good. I didn't. Uh, is anyone looking forward to H1Z1? I think I am, but I'm not sure. Has anybody played Planet Side 2? I think it's that with zombies. Does that sound good or not? No uh, idea. I'm looking forward to H1Z1. It's yeah, it's going to be at Sony's PlayStation 4 zombie survival game. Okay, sounds good. I yeah. mean, um, 
so it'd be like Daisy, but without having to choose <laughs> what level of graphics you want. Right. <laughs> so stuff like that. So, uh, okay. yeah, uh, see you there. Hi, team and SSG. So, says Lawrence Weir, you desperately need a question. Look, I can't think of one at the moment, so why don't you consider this? If robots are taking over more and more of our lives, taking away the dull and boring things that we used to have to spend ages doing, e.g. the laundry or milking cows, why not with games? I can think of that Super Mario game on the Wii a few years ago, that you were able to put it into an automatic mode so it would just do the hard bits for you. No more. Shouldn't all games come with a mode just in case they want simple digital button pro- simple button prompts to get to the next bit of digital heroin injected in their docile inactive brains that's what i think anyway yes should games play themselves if you Sometimes, want them to yeah. Isn't that what YouTube playthroughs are for? They're for people who want games but don't want to play them. No, but if you're getting stuck on something, you should be able to just go... Yeah, I mean, it should do this know. for me. I mean, I, I know that goes against the sort of um, Dark Souls masochism, mm. etc. But, um, yeah, sometimes it's not... Uh, it's hard, it's though, because I know I would never choose that button. I would choose to stop playing the game rather than well, admit defeats. Of course, what we can do so, now, Steve, yeah. on these modern consoles is I can go, no, you can go, <laughs> oh, I'm rubbish at this game. I'll ask my old mate Simon to, to do some yeah. share play and I'll sort it out for you. That's so. fine. You just press the button that goes do it for <laughs> exactly. him. Yeah. Push X to X. Uh, hi, you lovely lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, recently, there have been a lot of high-profile games launching in poor states. Bugs, performance issues, uh, even entire features missing. Assassin's Creed Unity, Drive Club and the Master Chief uh, collection to name but a few. I was digging through the retro shop at Insomnia over the weekend and spotted more than a few games I remembered being much hyped then duly forgotten. Haven, Call of the King being a standout. It got me wondering, does anyone have a particular game uh, they were massively disappointed by outside of the past year? How long ago was the oldest released and is it more painful to have a game fail to meet your creative expectations or your technical ones? Uh, The one that leaps out, uh, leaps to mind for me is the original State of Emergency on the PS2 to the associate, uh, association with GTA 3 Rockstar meant I was hoping for a gem of a game, but it was just boring and repetitive. A uh, repetitive game made even worse by bad controls and poor frame rate. All the best, Andrew. Elite 2 for me, no question. Was so excited about that. Used to go into Manchester every week, wait for the release got it and was basically an incredibly technically impressive game and very, very boring to play. Um, every arcade conversion for the Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you would Not just... an actual screenshot <laughs> yeah, on the right. books. <laughs> yeah. Philip, have you, uh, have you got any examples? Uh, hmm. I would say uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen for me. Right. It took you that many to get, <laughs> to get <laughs> cynical yeah. about them. To, I, to I get that from cynical. Yeah. No, nine, nine was the one that lost me <laughs> completely. Anyway. Uh, I've never been disappointed. <laughs> Philip, you've got a letter. I do, I do. It's from Raul Ricky. It's, you're all great, especially you extra special guests. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but can you tell me when an arcade stopped meaning a place full of shops too expensive for me to buy things from and started meaning a place full of games like Tekken 3? Uh, I think my question for him is, when did an arcade stop meaning a place full of games and start meaning a place to buy things well, from? I, I'm guessing that, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I used to. It used to. They used to have a shopping arcade. Right. Didn't you? You'd go down the arcade. This sounds like yeah. a question for intern Simon. Um, Simon, can you go and find out the etymology of arcade, please? <laughs> uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, got a question from Matt. Uh, he says, uh, hi, Steve, Simon. Sorry, I am Steve, Simon, and super special guest. I was wondering if you think a game can ever be truly timeless, or are we all doomed to an endless cycle where someday all games will be eclipsed by increasingly shallow experiences? <laughs> Keep up the good work, <laughs> folks. Can a game ever be timeless? Uh, I, was th- I was thinking about this. Chess is timeless. I was thinking about um, modern games, though, things that I've been playing over the last few years, and uh, whether any of them will ever attain the sort of like timelessness of, of Pac-Man or Asteroids and things. And I think the game that's most likely to do that over the last few years is Spelunky. I have been playing Spelunky, and I, I think that I'm past the point now where I should have got bored of it. Right? Yeah. I've played it for years and years and years and years and years, and it's just beautiful. It's perfect. It plays absolutely perfectly. There is nothing uh, that is missing from Spelunky, and I can see that still being played in 20 years' time without being touched. Are you still playing it even though you've finished it? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've beaten it. and I you, just, you beat it for the first time this week, I did, you? yeah. And I, I, I thought, oh, maybe that's it for me and Spelunky, but it turns out it isn't. Uh, so, yeah, Spelunky. What tablet have you just been handed there by Simon? I've been the handed the answer to the arcade yeah, etymology I'm thing. I'm interested in the hardware. What is it? 
this is Nasus Nasus T100 Interesting Nasus T100 Okay um, Can it play Super Mario 64? <laughs> <laughs> That's the letter section Yes Thank you ever, ever so much Everybody writing in uh, Robert Wells Sorry we didn't get to you Daninsky Thank you for writing in um, He said he couldn't think of anything To ask us right now <laughs> <laughs> He said the, the pressure you keep putting on me Is too great <laughs> Just start thinking now Do keep letters coming uh, We won't have to issue the threats Team at one life left Dot Com. One life letters. Pop it like a wheelie shit. I'm up on your mind, feeling pretty good. Don't stop it, bitch. You in my way. Thank you so much. Oh wow, okay. This is Anna Managuchi, uh, Pop It. It's brilliant. It's absolutely excellent. I think the video of this was directed by Creighton, a friend really? of the show. Yeah. Amazing. Sorry about that. I was just taking a picture of the intern, which I've just realised as I've said it is a sentence that you shouldn't admit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Could get you into a lot of trouble. It's fine. I've got very few rights over here. <laughs> uh, talking of Simon, the intern, he's, he's handed me, as I said previously, the... Results of his search, his research for etymology, okay. uh, etymology of arcade. Arcade is uh, from the late 17th century, from the French uh, Provençal Arcada, Arcada, or Italian Arcata, based on Latin. Um, this doesn't really answer the question. It just says uh, it used to mean that. Now it's a, it's short for amusement arcade. So I guess that's maybe that's the answer. Yeah. That, that, that no, the question is no. It was it was when. Yeah, that's right. Simon. Simon. <laughs> you looked at that and thought it was worth handing over, did you? Unbelievable. That homework will not cut it. Exactly. No, it won't uh, really. But why were you taking photos, Simon? Because uh, he's made me a cake. Why? Oh, we've done this already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to tweet that for the uh, for listeners, and then we're going to scoff it. Brilliant. Are we going to do cake and reviews? Let's do mouthful reviews, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) You're needed in surgery. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient of Gondor, Italian. Operative diagnosis, traumatic crush injury of the right hand and transverse slash injury to the carotid arteries bilaterally. Estimated blood loss, 700 cc's, OR time, 13 hours. Mr. of Gondor presented to the emergency room claiming to have been slain by a servant of Sauron and after being triaged and cleared by psychiatry was found to have genuine traumatic injury. Surgical nerve exploration was performed in the hand with intraoperative action potential monitoring. The scar tissue was removed in the surrounding area and excised, and neurolysis performed. A median antibrachial graft was used for nerve which was not salvageable. Both carotid arteries were felt to be too damaged by penetrating injury and thus were sacrificed. Angioembolization was performed, making the patient posterior circulation dependent. During our operation, our anesthetist observed that Mr. of Gondor actually had no vital signs present. In retrospect, this was also the case at his initial presentation. The procedure was abandoned and the patient was transferred to the morgue, ending dictation for patient of Gondor, Italian.
This is Clam, back to reality again from chipmusic.org. You're listening to One Life Left, a radio show about video games. What were you trying to Google then? I was trying to Google, in all caps, Evangeline Lilly. Why? We've got a few minutes. Okay, exactly. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, catching up with my image searches. Fair enough. No, we uh, we were just doing some typo checking for the Eventbrite page we just set up. The what? Eventbrite. Now, Eventbrite is a site through which you can distribute or sell tickets for an event. Why would we be Why setting up... You? This is, is this for your with? birthday? Are we, we selling tickets We're for your birthday? a radio show about what's going on. A radio show about video games. It's that time of year, a special time of year, and we sort of talked about this last week, but now we can talk about it properly. This year, 2014, in December... We're going to be throwing the One Life Left Christmas party. One Christmas left. One Christmas left. (laughs) On the 19th... That sounds threatening. It is. is. So we better make this one count. Uh, The 19th of December. 19th. Okay, Uh, let's run through the details then. Uh, We know uh, when. What time? Friday. 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 Friday Friday night. So nothing to worry about on Saturday. We get wasted. Get wasted. Get wrecked. I mean, obviously drink responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) But that said... Friday night. Okay, Friday night. Friday night, uh, end of the week. Where? where? Uh, it's at the Loading Bar in Dalston. Our best friends uh, there are going to be helping us host the event. And uh, that's obviously the ven- venue for our third stays. has been throughout the year. And uh, this is on a Friday stay, so don't and forget. And what? What is going on? So every year we throw a Christmas party and we have uh, some very, very special guests. And we do our karaoke. We do special karaoke. We do karaoke. Karaoke is where we sing songs about video games, uh, pop songs with lyrics rewritten to be about video games. At Christmas, we do that, but we mix in some Christmas songs Aww. as well. I noticed a few in the last couple of karaoke's. I think people have been warming up. We've had a couple of. We've taken them off we, the list yeah, now. We took them out last time. Yeah. Oh. Pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> fewer. So, uh, we, we're going to be doing that. Okay. Christmas songs, all new Christmas songs right. to sing. That'll be super festive. Yep, good news. What else? We'll be doing, uh, we'll be inviting our best friends. Yes, who? Regular features. Oh, John, Matt. And Steve. And Steve. Yes. Excellent. John, Matt and Steve. They'll be there. Those guys are great. What those, are they going to be doing? Those four. <laughs> those four, four of them. Um, there's John, Matt and Steve and... <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> the other one. The yeah. other one. Um, so they'll be doing a very special regular features. Okay. Um, and uh, they'll be uh, they'll be broadcasting that from the from the basement. Well, they won't be broadcasting. They'll be recording the it then. later. They'll be. Uh, yeah, yeah. We can change at Christmas time. We can change basement to grotto. Yeah. <laughs> and it legitimizes it. Well, that that sounds brilliant. Then so that, I mean, that, that surely must show. like that that must that be must it for the party. Yeah, you'd think so, but no. What? What? We can confirm that reappearing this year, as he does once every year, One Life Left's Father Christmas, Keith Stewart. Keith Stewart, no. Keith, the Guardian. Keith Stewart will be turning up and letting you sit on his knee and giving you a special present. Didn't he end up sleeping in a bus shelter last, <laughs> last time as well, did he? Genuinely did. Yeah. Good. Uh, so, and his assistant, it wouldn't really be uh, Father Christmas without a <laughs> special elf, and Simon Parkin will be his <laughs> his elf. Um, well, that's what, the New Yorker's Simon Parkin? The New Yorker's Simon do the Parkin. New, what do the New Yorker know? They haven't seen any pictures of him dressed as an elf, have they? Let's send, let's send them loads. Yes. <laughs> let's get really drunk and put his ears so, on funny. If you want a picture of you on Keith Stewart's knee in the New Yorker, uh, <laughs> to to enable you to be part of very special Gamergate diagrams, uh, then you have to be at One Life Left's Christmas party. One Christmas left. How do we? God, this sounds amazing, Steve. How do we get tickets? So we have uh, we have an Eventbrite page, and it is live right now, what? and it is at. I've this written down on a piece of paper. O L L Xmas. 2014.eventbrite.co.uk Ah, oh, that's easy to remember. I'm surprised that was still available. One more time, Anne. <laughs> OLL Xmas 2014.eventbrite.co.uk Great, and uh, uh, how much are tickets? They must be like £100 each, mustn't they, for that? You would think so, wouldn't you? You would think so, but no, they're not. They are £7.10. And don't worry, guys, we've absorbed the fees. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and so we're going to be putting the money behind the bar. Uh, it's just an incentive to make sure that people arrive, isn't just it? Turn so, just turn, turn up. up. That's all we need you to do is just turn up. Turn up. Uh, so tickets we... are on sale now. Get them now before those regular features lock. Yeah, yeah. and we'll be giving out badges, I imagine, will we? Yeah, we'll be doing badges again, and presumably the Secret Santa. Also, Secret Santa, you'll have to. You'll be encouraged to bring in a game that you don't want anymore to be wrapped up, or you'll wrap it up, and then to be gifted out by Keith Stewart. Amazing. Amazing. So um, that's the plan. We assume you will all be there. Um, if you're not, you will join one of regular features on the list. Uh, okay, time for Derek. Leaving out a couple of things like Future Zone, which turned into Electronics Boutique, which turned into Game the small electronic shop that got me memory expansion packs for the Vic 20 and the small computer shop in an out-of-town housing estate still selling 1983 vintage Spectrum games in the early 90s. This is my last update regarding video game shops of old. I hope you've enjoyed them. This week's update is regarding international computer entertainment. Yes, ICE. There's a great backronym for you. This was the really cool edgy one that started late Mega Drive period. The front of the shop was more a gaming foyer with one side dedicated to arcade machines, particularly of the Neo Geo variety. It had a big front window too, so it was quite bright inside. Most of the frontage was glass actually. Come to think of it, that was probably a good way to suit the name. The colour scheme was a light grey and the rear of the shop was slightly elevated with the counter to the left hand side. They had a few Spectrum games still lingering on in there too when I was going in, but mainly I was going in there for the arcade machines. Most fun of all was a slightly glitchy Street Fighter 2 arcade machine, which we now know as the Rainbow Edition. Much hilarity as Dragon Punch produced about 20 fireballs, and the machine claiming you win, fight, lose perfect at the end of every match. Shop did seem to specialise in the obscure and cool imports, so it was the first place I ever saw the huge Neo Geo games for sale and the Panasonic 3DO, which was impressive. Which I was really just interested in wasting more dinner money on Samurai Showdown or World Heroes or Fatal Fury 2. I've always been rather keen on beat-em-ups. Didn't really last long. They disappeared in the early PlayStation era. I never really got to know the staff, but I really miss those arcade machines. Anyway, I'm Derek Williams and I hope you've enjoyed this quadrilogious return to free market economy, but I'm going away for a while again now. Oh, and if you like synth music, why not have a look at my website, defsynth.com. That's D-E-F-synth.com. Oh, Derek. A little advert at the end <laughs> for, uh, for Derek's other projects, side projects. I mean, One Life Left is his full-time occupation. Say full-time. Simon, what are you doing? I'm literally, literally eating a cake. Okay. Good. Happy birthday, Simon. You're Thanks. allowed to do that today mm. or today. Special day. It's a oh. chocolate. Guys, I've very got... moist. It's amazing. Mm. It's time for our reviews. So eating do... cake reminded me. We're going to do reviews with our mouse pull. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a very, very special radio. If this goes well, are we going to do it every week? Yep, I guess so. Right. Yeah, because people like that review show where they're eating chili, don't they? Do they? Chili, chi- yeah, it's a, it's a special thing where someone eats really hot chili hmm. and then has to review a video okay. game. I'm eating so. delicious chocolate cake. Thanks, mm. Simon. Oh, it's really good, Simon. It, it, it is a speciality of yours. Mm. Yes. Is it? Yeah, that's the only cake that I can bake. Oh, I don't think you, you need any more in your no, repertoire. No, you bake it very well. well. I think you've done very well here. Yeah. Um, and listeners, if it's your birthday, <laughs> why not imagine we're enjoying this cake <laughs> with you right now, mm. OK? Even if it's not, maybe we could just have come around for tea. It's my mum's birthday on Friday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. If you're listening to this on the podcast, just pause it right now. Go and get some cake. Mm. Then join, just us. Enjoy, join us, join us. And what have you been playing? Um, do you know what? I've been playing mm. uh, Portal 2. What? I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I've started playing it um, this week. Um, I've never played it before. I've never played Portal 1 either. <laughs> um, I didn't really know what it was about. I found out you got to make portals, guys. <laughs> right, wow. That's really important. Why has no one mentioned this before? I don't know. I just knew that it was a game. I th- thought it was just a regular puzzle game and portal just seemed like a fancy word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got to make portals happen. Right. And that's the puzzle. Oh, great. How are you getting on with it? Like, all right at the minute. <laughs> oh, like, pretty good. Uh, so I've been playing it, as I'm playing a lot of games at the minute, uh, as... 
what I've termed, uh, what is it, um, single player co-op with Matt. He has played it before. Who's Matt? <laughs> you can't just drop a major character into, <laughs> into a nine-year-old uh, radio show like that without any sort of exposition. Uh, and you've got a burst eardrum. <laughs> Are the two connected? <laughs> well, he didn't put his finger in my ear. <laughs> Um, well, Matt is my lovely boyfriend. Okay. Right. Uh, oh, sorry, boys. Uh, it's fine. I don't think anyone's too upset. Um, and yeah, so we've been playing this, uh, and he's played it before, so he knows all of the things, which is brilliant. So I've been finding it actually really hard to get my head around. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have to have played the first one uh, to really get what it does. But you have to sort of jump through portals and let them launch you off in different um, uh, onto different platforms and things, so you can get through this world um it's really good and the thing that i've been enjoying about it the most which is what everyone enjoys about it the most is the humor and the voiceovers i think the acting is brilliant um i think the dialogue is just fantastic uh, it's so funny and that is what's going to keep me playing i think the puzzles are good but I'm, it's the um yeah it's the, the characters and the narrative and the humor that is great um, i'm going to keep playing it though but for now seven out of ten that okay. can change simon uh, I've been playing Run, Jump, Die mm. uh, on the on the old Android phone. Uh, yeah, so it's um, it's a game with a brilliant name uh, because you run and you jump and then you die. Uh, it's a high score game. Um, very simple, charming visuals, uh, endless scroller. You tap to jump. You have to land on other platforms in order to continue going. It gets faster and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. You score. Yeah, it's excellent. Loads of fun. Very much enjoying it. Do you have to die? You do. Everybody dies at mm-hmm. some point. Um, I'm not like most of these games. I'm not very good at it, but uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, it's available on Android now. I think it was fifty pence. Excellent. I could probably look up the developer's home address. Actually, thinking about that, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a new feature. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> developer's home address is on Street View. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, seven out of ten. Philip. Excellent. Uh, I've been playing a game on mobile called Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh! It is it is a get-to-play game, uh-huh. uh, apparently. Uh, it's basically the Ninja Gaiden of free runners. You you attack up, you attack down, you move left, you move right. You can all do all of those while swinging. Uh, it's eaten hours of my life in about thirty dollars. So I'll subtract the thirty from the ten and give it a seven out of ten. Seems even I've spent money on that. It's really good, isn't it? It is. It for, is for a game like that. And um. I'll tell you who else likes it. Matt Bott from Harmonix. Really? He's sort of my fan. He's like, it's a really good game. Isn't it? It He's is. like, you wouldn't expect it to. It's a licensed game. Yeah. It's from Gameloft. Um, yeah, it's really good. Interesting. I've been playing Tennis in the Face. Ah. <laughs> uh, Tennis in the Face uh, is a video game on PSN. It's by uh, Ten Tons, who are one of my favourite developers, who I didn't know anything about before they uh, they sent us a promo code for King Oddball uh, mm. last year, I think, or earlier this year. Maybe and if then... you're lucky, you'll you'll learn about this new company called Microsoft <laughs> when they send you your Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, in between uh, now and then, they've released Crimson Land, which we also enjoyed. And Tennis in the Face is another very, very simple uh, puzzle game. You play a fallen sports star... Um, who got addicted to energy drink and uh, you have got to eliminate all of the things on a screen by firing tennis balls at them Um, it's very sort of cell phone mobile uh, thing I wouldn't be surprised if it's on a mobile device. I haven't checked. Right. Doesn't matter. No. You guys can. I trust you. You're enough platform to do that. agnostic, aren't you? I am. Um, only Microsoft can help that become <laughs> more true. Anyway, I was really excited about this when I heard the name because Tennis in the Face made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And the game continued to make me laugh as I played it. It's super fun and it's super cheap. And I, 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 it reminds me, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the sort of games that you used to buy. Uh, that, you know when games used to be on sale in newsagents? And, you know, <laughs> yes. and you'd, you'd pick something up for yeah. like three quid yeah. you'd never heard of before and hadn't been reviewed. And you thought, oh, it looks kind of good. And you got it home and it wasn't like, didn't have the highest production values in the world, but it was just fun and stupid and you enjoyed it on its own terms. This is exactly like that. And I have really, really enjoyed it. We have some more promo codes for it as well. Wow. Which we will give out to our favourite letters from next week's show. Oh, incentive. So well if you want to receive a promo code for a PS4 version of a solid 7 out of 10 video <laughs> game, uh, write us a letter next week. Excellent. Really excited about next week. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for coming on this week. Um, I hope the rest of your tour goes well. Thanks. 
Um, so we look out for the announcement on the December the 5th, did you see? Yep, did you say? December the 5th. And Steam Early Access on that day as well? Yep. And where can we keep up with you personally? Are you on Twitter? Uh, I'm on Twitter at PM Asher. Excellent. Well, good luck with the rest of it. Thanks. Next week, uh, we've got Mr. Biffo is coming in the studio. Really? Paul Rose. Well, yes. An old back. hero of mine, certainly. He's been on the show before, hasn't he? Um, years I'm ago. not certain we're allowed to talk about that show because it was removed from the internet. Really? Oh, at his request. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's coming on uh, next, next week. So do let us know if you've got anything you want us to ask him. Brilliant. But up until that point, we have been One Life Left, and we will continue to be One Life Left. Thanks for listening. See you then. See you. Bye. Bye.